8850-KFUO in St. Louis Worldwide, KFUO.org. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio. Hi, this is Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment for the family with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Hi, Mary. Hi, Gary. We've all struggled with various aspects of the supply chain issue, but I hear one of the biggest problem area schools are having is their lunches. Are kids running out of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Well, actually, Gary, in at least one school, I heard PBJ was replaced one day with dried fruit and animal crackers, plus milk. A school can't be reimbursed for a meal without milk. So kids are behind academically, socially, emotionally, and now nutritionally, too? Food service directors and school cafeteria managers are scrambling for sure. So when we shop for our family, it's obvious there are product shortages and higher prices. I never thought that school lunches would be jeopardized by the same problem. So on the top of all the other issues schools are facing this year, the broken supply chain adds another big problem. You're right. Schools in the federal lunch program are required to serve breakfasts and lunches at exact times. The meals must comply to nutritional standards. But with supply chain issues, that means students are sometimes served hot dogs and tortillas, hamburgers and flatbed, and salad in plastic bags. It sounds like serving utensils and other products are stuck somewhere in the mess, too. It's hard to eat meatloaf without a fork. And it's really sad when fruits and veggies shrivel up in stranded containers at a West Coast port. But that's the reality. Parents are sort of out of the loop on this, aren't they? I mean, what can you do as a parent or a grandparent? Well, if your child eats breakfast at home, start him off with a nutritious meal. Thank food service workers for the creative ways they are navigating a very complicated set of supply chain logistics to feed your child and the other students. Also, pray for solutions to the issues we face at home and at school. This makes me think that there's never been a better time to thank God for the many blessings we have. School lunches are one of those little things of life we take for granted, but a lot of people contribute to the nutritional meals students eat. Gratitude that flows from the heart often comes from dramatic situations or problems, just like we have now. It might help to consciously adopt a practice of being grateful. Simply make sure we appreciate what we have each and every day. It sounds like you're talking about an intentional reset to our attitude, Gary. And the supply chain issues for school lunches alert us that it's past time to notice good things that have been around us all along. When we repeatedly look for good, our brain gets rewired. It gets easier and easier to see things for which we can thank God. Thanksgiving is long gone, but we still have an attitude of gratitude. COVID has taught us how fragile life is. If we wake up grateful every day, our emotional health will also improve. I'm not sure the COVID shadow will lift, but life will seem a bit brighter. We can choose to practice gratitude. Let's read the first verse of Psalm 136 to get us started. Praise the Lord, he is good. God's love never fails. Praise the God of all gods. God's love never fails. Praise the Lord of lords. God's love never fails. Only God works great miracles. God's love never fails. Thanks so much, Mary, for being on the program today. Thank you, Gary.
We're listener-supported KFUO AM850 in the St. Louis region. You can find us at KFUO.org.